0: Hello and welcome to Sweet Talk. I'm Richard Shankel, and thank you for joining Unidyne's inaugural C-Suite podcast. Over the course of each segment, we'll uncover how senior leaders in our partnered accounts foresee the future, the victories, and the challenges that frame organizational success. We are thrilled to kick off today's program with Franciscan Ministries President and CEO, Judy Amiano someone I have a genuine connection with for many years. With over 30 years of experience in the medical and senior services industry, and more than 20 years at the executive business management level, it is my pleasure, Judy, to welcome you as my first guest on Sweet Talk.
1: Well, thank you, Richard, and I'm really happy to be here today talking with you.
0: Good. So Judy, as a CEO, You established a unique vision for the organization aligned to the greater faith based purpose of the Franciscan sisters of Chicago at Franciscan ministries. The culture in your senior living communities is 1 of joyful living. Can you share how impactful this foundation is for your teams and those they serve? Uh, well, Richard,
1: great question. Living joyfully is the way we live our mission, which is to celebrate life and serve with joy. We do this by creating purposeful, personalized experiences for our residents and our associates. We believe if associates feel valued and that their work has meaning and purpose, that this will be expressed in the service and the care they provide to the residents. We really try to hire for heart and by affirming their call to work with seniors and helping them to make the contribution that only they can make we help them write the next chapter of their story and in turn they help residents continue to write their own story you know this foundation has been so successful for us because i think everyone can tap into that personal place just for them so we our intention was to make this a very uh, unique and personal experience not only for our associates but for our residents and it's been you know pretty wildly successful thankfully um, and then on our resident side, our approach is through the LIFE, an acronym to live in fullness every day by living their best life possible, wherever they may be on their roadmap of life's journey. A key approach to this is about embracing wellness, and we've developed programming around growing the key dimensions of wellness, which are physical, intellectual, spiritual, social, emotional, occupational, environmental. We're excited about helping residents find their unique purpose at this unique moment in time by helping them grow and discover that next goal or dream they have and then helping them make it happen.
0: Wow, you know, Judy, you know, when you you put it in those words, it really resonates uh, for me about really what what you have been able to accomplish uh, from a foundation for your teams uh, I have another question, if you don't mind, uh, Franciscan Ministries Senior Care Services is thriving with locations across four states, services spanning the continuum of care for aging adults. From independent lifestyles to assisted living, memory care, rehabilitation, skilled nursing, senior states and care solutions, your organization's competencies are proven. Prior to the pandemic and anticipating influx to the elder population over the next 10 years, you were on track to expand your service models to be perceived as more than a traditional senior living community. What are your expectations for a new approach to a younger demographic of aging residents? And what are you trying to accomplish?
1: well i think we look at across the industry the average age of entrance into independent living is bordering on 86 years of age Uh, when i started in this industry and i won't tell you how long ago that was but it's a long time ago uh, that number was in the the low to mid 70s so we've seen a shift uh, where people you know are are living better at home longer and we're finding that folks are waiting until they really have a care need what used to be the Uh, Assisted living model is really become the independent living model. So I think. You know, we're really looking at how do we tap into those folks who um, have a very vibrant lifestyle and the, the younger demographic expectations are different than the population we currently serve. And, you know, we really need to be prepared as an organization to transform our existing physical plants, as well as transformational planning for our new developments. You know, and we look at doing that through partnering with the surrounding communities to provide even more services, including, you know, this vast array of life enriching opportunities for lifelong learning. A very integrated wellness, as well as the provision of health services. And I I mean, things like ophthalmology and hearing health and things like that on our campuses. You know, I think in addition, we need to have expanded concierge services. Um, the larger and more advanced access to technology, including a, a really true full integration of smart technology to create a high tech living environment that, you know, the upcoming, I'll call it the upcoming seniors have really come become accustomed to and ex- are going to expect. You know, I think we're challenging some of our older physical plans to. Have all of the high touch high tech. Technology. Uh, that the next consumer is really going to demand. So I think we have a lot of work to do as an industry to really prepare for meeting the changing consumer expectations as it relates to senior living. And then I think we're also going to continue to see a proliferation of a la carte services versus this package approach to service offerings. And you know, again, speaking to consumers want wanna just pick and choose um, on any given day on any given week of any given month, um, their needs might change. And I think that we really need to shift our focus to an a la carte version of senior living versus this package service that most of yeah. us currently offer.
0: Yeah, so it sounds to me, you know, I call them I an all-inclusive vacation versus an a la carte vacation. It's gonna be shifting more to the a la carte where you are can make some decisions, what you wanna do, where you wanna go, not that it's all included.
1: Kind and you me. can make, yeah, you can make those decisions day by day. If you think about, you know, so the the cruise ship mentality, which is a very, you know, not, not a great uh, example of senior living, but we've heard that many times, right? It's like being on a cruise ship. Well, you know, on that environment, you can choose one day to be very casual. You can choose it to be a very formal experience. You know, you've got this realm of experiences within that day mm-hmm. and your needs and desires may change the next day. So I think that's really, you know, sort of, what we're trying to think about is, how do we go to a more a la carte uh, process in right. the future.
0: In- interesting. Uh, I know you don't have a crystal ball, Judy, but tell me, when your strategy succeeds, is it scalable?
1: Yes, I believe our strategy is scalable You know, due to the talent we have on our team. I've been very blessed um, because in addition to our own communities, we have a pretty strong development arm and that has really enabled me to attract top talent from across the country and we just have such an amazing team here and i think we've built an infrastructure over the past several years that um, we can scale this and so um, we're starting to see that now which we're very excited about
0: good let's get back to people and i personally saw your post on linkedin of getting the shot it sent a clear visual cue But what is your message to team members, residents, associates, or their families reluctant about getting vaccinated?
1: Well, we started our vaccination clinics in December, and I'm happy to share that our overall adoption rate, both from residents and staff alike who work in our communities has been very high. And we're we're thankful. We now have a process in place to offer ongoing monthly vaccination clinics in every one of our sites. So as we bring new staff on and new residents into the community, we can keep with that you know very very high vaccination rate. Our goal has been and continues to be to have our residents in the safest environment possible. You know we had a laser focus like everyone else in this space um, over this past year. Uh, we all dealt with the tremendous toll that COVID took on. This very vulnerable population. So my personal goal and our goal a as a ministry is to have 100% of our residents vaccinated and 100% of our staff vaccinated. I continue to strongly advocate. In fact, my, my team would probably tell you, you know, get off that pedestal, but uh, I continue to strongly advocate that every employee be vaccinated as I believe. We have both a social and a moral responsibility to ensure that we do everything within our power. To protect those that we're entrusted to care for, which is our residents who. Are among the most vulnerable in our society to the ill effects of the virus. So I'm a huge proponent. You know, we have quite a number of campuses, so we, we track our data uh, daily. And I can tell you, since we started our vaccination clinics, we haven't had a single positive. Staff member, except 1 that wasn't vaccinated and so it's a really challenging. Situation, And so, uh, you know, we are uh, certainly talking to our teams about making it mandatory. We're working our way there and probably believe that's the, the route that we'll go. But um, we're happy at this point to have a very high vaccination rate. And um, I would encourage everyone to get vaccinated. We know the effects that COVID can have on you. And they can be devastating and we've seen, you know, um, very little to no side effects from, from vaccination. So um, get vaccinated. That's my message.
0: Well, well, I applaud you and I, I, I second that uh, to me. Uh, it's the only way we're going to move on to more normalcy and, you know, save lives uh, and thank you for your support there too. all. Uh, While you continue to reopen dining rooms and visitation across the Franciscan system, some of the behaviors from COVID-19 will remain. Do you think the desire for dine-in, delivery, and meal kits will remain long past this pandemic, in your opinion?
1: Well, as you know, dining is one of the single most important daily experiences in a senior living community. Of course, there's the wonderful food that's prepared by the skilled chefs, but it's also about the experience of socializing. Sharing a meal and camaraderie, you know, dining nourishes, not only the body, but the soul as well. And we're thankful for our partnership with you, Richard, and and unidine and all the ways that that you help us elevate that culinary experience. We do have a handful of residents. that remain reluctant reluctant to reengage in the communal dining experience. And we're really almost working individually with them to understand their fears and help in any way to help integrate them back into a more social environment around the dining experience. You know, in our partnership with you, you guys bring this whole element of strategy and expertise in the culinary realm to help us problem solve these types of issues. So, you know, we're able to have things such as a mobile demonstration kitchen and, and tastes of Franciscan, which is, you know, bites of different cuisines from around the world that, you know, you have to come down to they're all designed to have residents come to an a central area. And we won't be delivering those experiences to a room to, you know, be small things to help them overcome fears and experience a bit of joy. You know, all that said, I think. All of our work has changed in the past year, so things like those meal kits and other options for dining are things that. We are and should be constantly exploring, you know, I think uh, several of our executive directors implemented, you know, uh, we re implemented, I should say a a fee for delivery service and that almost cut to 0 on those campuses. Those um, uh, those uh, delivery. Numbers, and that was the final straw that got folks back into the dining room. Uh, So that's an interesting thing. So I, I think that. You know, back to my comment of all these a la carte services, I think we have to be willing to do lots of different things for people to meet individual needs in the future. So, you know, again, I think it's been a really challenging time, but now is really the time of great opportunity because we can reimagine virtually everything and I think. Depending on what the consumer needs are now and into the future, you know, we can sort of customize some of that. But at the end of the day, we really do believe that that dining experience. Is so much more than just food and so it's for those reasons that we're really working hard to uh, get those residents back into a more communal setting. Um, so that they can you know, fully experience all of that,
0: right. you, you know, what's kind of unique. Uh, not just to you but it's more in the senior living Judy what you just said is we're going through this and many other clients as well of this uh, with a small minority of residents still having the fear and i hate to use that word of going to the dining room and uh, you know i think that's going to just be something it reminds me of 911 the fear of flying right after and uh, you know it, it's not anything you can fix it's something called time might fix it So, I'll be curious as we look across the enterprise, uh, how quick time will go by where they'll want to get to the dining room, not have to go, but want to. Uh, Have you ever looked at the design, user experience and flow of your dining facilities with distancing and cleanliness in mind? And are you planning any updates and innovations given, you know, we've just gone through COVID, Uh, We'll be going back to the same footprints as you might see it. I'm just kind of curious from your perspective.
1: Yeah, great question. You know, we had to learn quickly how to adapt and change processes as we all entered into this pandemic. I think we learned a lot. And that we can change quickly when we need to. But now, right now, this is an opportunity to stretch even further as we. Not just return to normal but look at how we can expand and transform all of our services. So I think one thing yet to come is the re-envisioned family or guest experience, you know, which we're working on now because, you know, none of us have had guests into our dining rooms yet, it's just residents, but we're certainly hopeful to be able to welcome outside guests back to the campuses, you know, to to be able to experience the, the, uh, the delectable delights that the culinary team puts out. But, you know, I think that everything right now, everything all of us do is through the lens of safety and cleanliness. And so yes, that has changed things. Of course, we're somewhat limited by our physical footprint of our space, but I think most of those have been reimagined on the on the campuses just from a social distancing, if nothing more. But again, we're trying to take this opportunity to say, let's just not return to normal. Let's think about what the new space should look like. And so that's all in process right now.
0: Oh great. Oh, and I have one last question. You, Judy, clearly have plans to both grow and strengthen your organization in the not too distant future, and I've watched it over the years. What do you see on the horizon of Senior Living Dining in the next five years if you could dream from where you sit to help us as an organization and others out there?
1: Well. All I would say is, boy, my crystal ball has been off this whole past year. Um, I never comprehended that we would be in this uh, state for a full year. But, you know, I think looking into the future, I think senior living in totality, I think we're going to see both a very slow and then a rapid growth in the industry. You know, why is that? I think because the market fundamentals are certainly still there that support long-term success in this sector. You know, I think for the short term, the road to, The census recovery is going to be a marathon, not a sprint, you know, and it's beyond the walls. How do we integrate the surrounding communities to offer more services and opportunities rather than having people live within our physical imprint? I think, you know, transforming services to meet those demands of the newer senior population that have higher, you know, expectations or I shouldn't say higher, maybe, but different expectations um, more. Technologically savvy, you know, more independent. You know, and I think with the culinary experience, what was the one thing all of us missed this past year? Every single human on the face of the earth missed dining in a restaurant and having this culinary experience and the joy of of having someone, you know, prepare a nice meal for you and the fellowship that comes around that, whether you're with, you know, your spouse or loved ones or friends. And so I think in terms of the dining experience, there's this huge opportunity to embrace this, you know, what we all so missed. How do you pick up on those elements and design that for the future so that no matter what happens, you can continue to provide that piece? And I don't think we're quite there yet on that.
0: No, I don't either. I think uh, as we reopen and reimagine, I think there's going to be lots of changes that we're all going to need to make. You know, just recently, I went out to dinner with some of my uh, other individuals within Unidine to a restaurant, and it was such a nice experience to be able to socialize again and have dinner. Uh, and I can only imagine, even for the residents, how you just, it just changes your whole uh, mantra, your mind and everything. And, boy, uh, I can't wait till. It gets back even to much more normalcy everywhere for all of our residents and everybody's sake. Oh, uh, Judy. I would agree,
1: I, Richard. And you know, I think when we went through this year, as well-intentioned as is, food just doesn't taste good when it's in a styrofoam delivery container, right? It just no. doesn't taste good. And <laughs> well, you, I know on you, our campuses you, we tried to, you know, um, where there were there one or two residents who could quarantine, you know, sort of quarantine in place, and so they could eat in each other's apartments. so it wasn't alone, and just. Really taking all the intentional next steps to how do you create, how do you create that social experience? How do you elevate the dining experience when you're delivering it? You know, and a lot of a lot of our physical plants are very large, right? So they load them all up and go deliver them. Well, if you're the last guy on the delivery route, it's probably not as good as the first one. So I think those are all the ways that, how do we really think about that and elevate that experience?
0: Very interesting. Well, Judy, firstly, thank you for your time and candor. Uh, Your perspective on the senior living industry is invaluable to other institutions looking to maximize opportunity through unique solutions and innovative thinking. Uh, Unidyne is certainly very, very proud to be a partner of Franciscan Ministries, and I am personally thankful to have you as a friend We appreciate your time today on Sweet Talk. Tune in next month as we continue this journey into the C-suite. Thank you once again, Judy, and have a great day.
1: Thank you, Richard, you as well.